The doctor goes to Legopolis to repair the TARDIS's chameleon circuit. Meanwhile, the master has plans of his own, plans that could spell doom for the entire universe. The doctor must pit his wits against the master in a desperate battle to stop his plans as a shadowy watching figure watches on. But he is aware that this might be a fight which could easily spell the end of his life. This is Gopulus. Welcome to Regenerated. to regenerate my name is matt i'm joined as always by my wonderful wife becky hello and this week it's the big one it's the final story of tom baker legopolis so before we get into everything becky what did you think of legopolis weren't all that great to be fair you didn't think it was that great becky oh there's going to be a little bit of disagreement i think with this this serial then just seemed a bit boring tegan seemed very whiny well regeneration was just like well is that it mm, well we will get into them points in a minute i'll just go through like some of the logistics and then we'll get into the bits 28th of february to 21st of march 81 so basically yesterday as we're film um recording this on the 1st of march so it went out all them years ago. Was it? Um, 32 years ago. There we go. Your maths is no, better than me. 42 years ago. Yep, there we go. Uh, it was written by Christopher H. Bidmead, and this is his first say, story. I born in 85, so. Well, yeah, but um, I haven't done the maths, so. No, but you're 38 this year, so you're not, like, you Okay. Know. Yeah, so be younger than you, all, all them years ago. And this one was directed by Peter Grimwade, who did Full Circle and uh, obviously four episodes. And it came in at the in the poll at number 62. Um, we'll quickly go through the synopsis and then we'll get into all the little bits. Uh, the Doctor goes to Logopolis to repair the TARDIS chameleon circuit, not knowing that a shadowy watcher is spying on him. Meanwhile, his old enemy, the Master, has only recently gained secure longevity by possessing the body of Tremus and revels in his, uh, in his safety. He has plans of his own for the planet of the mathematicians Logopolis and a plan that could spell doom for the entire universe. The Master's plan could rock Logopolis, the keystone of all life, could this mean the unraveling of the casual nexus and the end of the universe itself the doctor must pit his wits against the master in a desperate battle to thwart his plans but he is aware that this might be the fight which could easily spell the end of his life so that's all everything in a nutshell 
So yeah, look, but he's uh, alluded to already, and as we already know, this is the end of Tom Baker. And I was looking; it's been a year, near enough a year. It's a year and just over a week since we started on Tom Baker. Tom Baker. So that's how long it's took. So I, I do feel that saying that's now this month that it'll be three years we've been doing this. So. Yeah, so it's been quite a long while, and I do feel now that a big um, chunk a, of it, <laughs> yeah, a big bulk of it is now sort of gone because Tom Baker was so long and next mm. week's uh, episode will be a sort of roundup of Tom Baker um, I think it's just too much to go through and just a little like snippet at the end I think mm. it deserves its own episode so next week we're going to have uh, a Tom Baker just central episode where we go through all the little bits and what we liked what we didn't like you know all the episodes that sort of thing but this week Legopulous saw the introduction of kind of well, one companion was already kind of teased last week, and we've got the induction of a new one this week. Um, it's it's quite a lot in my eyes that happened. So you had the master to full strength. You had two companions join the doctor, and he and he basically died and regenerated, all in one serial. So it's quite a lot that actually ha- sort of happened. So, in my opinion, I think this has been teased for a little while. Um, there's yeah. been a few bits where there's been talking about the end. The word of the serial was emancipation. It was used, I don't know how many times. I don't know. How, I lost count how many times they used it. So basically, Becky, would you, for the listeners, would you like to just explain what emancipation is? I don't think that's what they actually said. What was it then? Emancipation. What's it, what was the word they used? Seriously? I thought they said emancipated. Everything was like emancipated. No. What was the word they used then? Not that, because emancipated beast basically means that um devoid in someone of their masculinity. Oh, right. Wow. So, no, not that word. Okay, then that's not that word then. So what was it then? Eviscerated? No, it was kind of something else. It was like, basically, everything's crumbling. That's kind of the word they were using. Yeah, that's kind of like eviscerated. Yeah, well, I don't think it was. It was something else. Um, I can't remember. Um, But it was the word that... Entropy, that's it. I think it was that one. It's a um, t- it's a tongue twister for me. So um, anyway, it basically means that everything's basically crumbling, uh, including the TARDIS and the Gopolis yeah, and sort of stuff like, like that. So if you remember from last week, I like to do a little roundup of last week. We were on Traken and the do- uh, the Master assumed Tree Master's body, which was Nissa's father, basically killing him. Uh, Nissa was kind of left on um, Traken. We kind of said... Um, entropy is a lack entropy. of order, predictability, or gradual decline into disorder. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Everything was entropied. Is that the word? I don't know. Entropy. Yep. So, and uh, what you were trying to say was, uh, what was Becky's looking on her phone for the answers. Well, um, emancipation for a start. Well, it wasn't that then. Is basically like, you know, is to free someone from someone's control. All oh, right. Well, it wasn't that then, was it? So, whether it means basically it can mean anything from slavery to the social or political emancipation of women. So, I'm probably thinking of the Will Smith film then, which is called Emancipation. Yeah. So, entropy, that's the word I think we're trying to find, or I'm trying to find. 
Anyway, last week, like I said, Nissa ran into shot, and I did say that she was going to become a companion. How did she become a companion? We might as well say now. When the Doctor gets to Logopolis, she's basically brought there by this shadowy, like I said, like I said in the synopsis, shadowy figure. Yeah, that was Will Smith's film. Yeah, this shadowy figure, which they're calling the Watcher. So if we go through a little bit of the plot. So at the start, there's a police box with the policeman, obviously on Earth. Um and the uh, the actual place is actually called Barnet Bypass. So that's where that's what the wiki says. So I'll well, take their word for it. Near Barnet, then, yeah. it? Uh, so there's a policeman there, because and Barnet is like you know obviously off sort of from London. Mm, yes, well, it would be near London, wouldn't it? Because normally nine out of ten Doctor Who is a sort of London-based studio show, so. Obviously, they're going well, to try and go for somewhere near there. London-based studio, you know, they do a lot of stuff in and around London. Yeah, it didn't really go to Wales till it was like the new Who stuff. The yes, they went to stuff. Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. The new stuff. Although apart from they did a lot of stuff in the Canary Wharf and that sort of thing with New Who. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because it's still a London-based show, but they film it in Cardiff. You know, so they're going to try and make it look like London. So but obviously, yeah. well, anyway, so. Because I remember my dad basically went on one of the tours because mm. I know he bought you one. Yeah, and we never ended up going on it. So. Well, no, I think the idea was for him and you to go together like that would have happened. Yeah, no, but, I don't think so. You know, so. he ended up taking my brother to mm. Old Trafford instead. Yeah, so uh, the police box, there's a tardis sound and obviously a TARDIS materialises around the block. Uh, round the box. I, like, I once toured um, Norwich City Football Stadium, and to be honest, there's not really that much, you know, about touring a Blumen Stadium because all you can smell is constant. It's, it's literally like a 15 mud. year old's bedroom. Be like mud. No, it's just like a smelly, smelly like sweat, sweat box. Sweat and mud. It's like a sweaty man's jockstrap. Well, nice. Have you have you sniffed one? Have you? Well, that's what it smells like. It just smells of sweat and serious amounts of bo. It's just absolutely like, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. It's like, you know. They don't exactly bleach it, do they? So. No, they never do. And it's just like, it always stinks. And even when you come out of the locker room, it still stinks everywhere you go. Yeah, so, in other words, avoid um, a locker room. You know, and that's the thing. Once it gets up your nose, you can't get out again. And even when I went to a football game with my granddad there, that was before that, and you could still smell it. Mm, yeah. So, it's in the air. We'll quickly move on from sweaty jock straps <laughs> and bring it back to Doctor Who. I so, just don't know why you'd want to go to somewhere like a football stadium like that, though, because wow. it's like, well, yeah. People right. see it as a pilgrimage or a rite of passage. So, to support yeah, well, one's I football team. I have that idea, so. but mine's basically going to see. Um, Museum of Salvador Dali, and which actually encases mm. his tomb. Yes. So. But that's in Catalina, so yeah. So this uh, the police officers take it inside the TARDIS, and then we go to the Doctor, who's walking around. What I don't know, would you call it a cloister? Well, I don't it's know. not as if it's hard to miss. The whole place is cerise pink, so hmm. you know. The cloister. No. Okay. Salvador Dali's museum is literally like just bright pink. Mm. So yeah, the Doctor and Adric are walking around what I can only describe as like a sort of toomey cloister area of the TARDIS and we get mention of again, once again, the chameleon circuit. The Doctor obviously wants to repair it. The only way he can repair it is to basically find a police box, take 
actual, actual measurements. He's going to then take them to Logopolis, who are like wizard mathematicians, who will then do this as a block displacement, I think is what's called, uh, where and basically I think pronounced it wrong. It's not Catalina, it's Catalonia. Okay, yeah. um, where they'll put it around the TARDIS and make it sort of basically the dimensions and then for some reason the comedian circle will work don't really understand that there's mention i think there's maybe One, that's the thing he spends so much time faffing about trying to get the chameleon circuit sorted out yet is in new who it never ever gets it sorted. never gets sorted that's like give up the ghost already that is i think that's the point and this and to does be honest and this just come back again a, like you know? a grecian pillar thing it's like come on you've done that before yeah well maybe it's very uh limited to what it can do so then right, we get so it can do basically uh grandfather clock yep a tree in a pot mm. they mention also an agree an aggression like well, pillar they mention that or a or a Police phone box. They do mention that the the master had two Tardises on Trakan as well. That's a mention. Obviously, Melka was a Tardis, and the grandfather clock was another Tardis. So how did he get two Tardises there? I don't know. That plot point is not um, explained. But they well tow rope. Maybe, maybe yeah, he towed one with the other. Anyway, so we get mentioned. I think this is this has been mentioned before, but it's more mentioned now. uh, The cloister bell. They've done that before in like um where in knew who where they've tried to do that to something and oh yeah that was um journey's end wasn't it mm. where the planets they tried to sort of lasso yeah. the planets yeah. and pull them back so a big part so i think yeah see if you can do it with a planet you can do it with a tardis i think the big uh, a big plot of new who also is what is now coming in more i think is the cloister bell i think they have mentioned it before but obviously this big bell rings see, now and it signals it signals that there is something like basically catastrophic yeah catastrophic in history that needs to be see now the thing is that annoy me right is in new who they've always said the cloister bell is something like impending doom well yes yes that's a catastrophe that the doctor needs to address his time is up so to speak right yeah that's another plot point that they put into new who but which you could say that's... He was like, well, know. if you need to talk to me, ring the cloister bell. Yeah. I think... that's, that's like he's treating it like, a, like one of them little, you know, desk bells at a reception. I think that is kind of what he's trying to get at, you know. You yeah, know. but that's not what the cloister bell's for. Well, no, but you got to remember this is before New Who, so they've obviously elaborated what the cloister bell is. They've obviously took that idea and run with it and made it into something a little bit different. You could say it's signalling the end of the Doctor, being as we know how it ends, mm-hmm. but it's mainly, isn't it, sort of... I would say it's ringing for basically the yeah, end of the universe. Yeah, but when uses it to try and talk to him, it's like, well... Does she, though? Yeah. I don't think she rung the bell. We never, we never see a bell. You, the thing about the cloister well, bell no, is you never see you it. You press the button. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, you press the button, and then she was talking, and that kept baiting, and then the bell kept ringing after that because oh, right. she'd pressed it. All oh, right. Okay. Anyway, the it's not like a literal go ring a gigantic bell. Mm. The original plot. Bell is that an actual bell? Mm. No. The the original plot. It's a button. Okay. Just saying. Right. So not every bell is a literal bell. Mm. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Well, you never see it, so it's mm. never. It's always just alluded well, it's to like that it's you a get bell. A bloody, you know, not like you get a monk pulling on a blooming rope, you know, and end up having his skirt go wee, you know. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so 
the oh, original the original plan is to go to Gallifrey, but the Doctor's sound about Romana, how Romana stayed in East Space. They've actually addressed this, which is a bit strange because of the way she left. They're now finally addressing it. Um, is that basically says, I don't think we should go back to Gallifrey because they don't really approve of Time Lords getting involved, is the word he used. And obviously she's got involved with the East Space sort of thing. We also get to see um, Romana's room as well. So it's kind of like we're finally getting that sort of sadness the Doctor feels when he loses a companion now. It's kind of reflecting on it a little bit. Only to... Uh, in, a, in a, f- a little bit in like I think it's episode two they have to they get a bit bogged down so obviously oh, a bit too much weight in the TARDIS and they have to eject her room to get rid of her so it's kind of all knowledge is gone now that's what it kind of feels like anyway so Tegan uh, Jovanka is her full name she is an air hostess who's basically it's her first flight she's got her auntie vanessa who's waiting in a, a basically a uh, a very beat up red sports car that's very dated because they talk about the choke which cars don't mainly have a choke anymore uh so she's basically a bit she's a bit ditzy i would say tegan is a little bit she's sort of she keeps forgetting things. So she even forgets the door, like to close the door. She has to go back to close that. She gets her bag and then still nearly forgets to close the door. So she's very forgetful. Um, she's um, Australian as well. So we've got to mention that, I think. There's something to mention. So they basically end up breaking down on the bypass with that, uh, with the box there. And while they're sort of struggling to get the flat tyre sorted, there is a ghostly white figure watching on... Uh, which they call, obviously, The Watcher. Now, this big, massive spoiler alert is that actually later on in the uh, the end of the episode, or episode of the serial, they explain what, what it is or who it is, and it is actually The Doctor as a sort of, I don't know if you'd say it's sort of an interim version of The Doctor, kind of the regeneration waiting to basically take over, or is it Peter Davison's Doctor? just not got form yet because he's not in like he's not not like sort of binded onto the doctor i don't really know that bit's not really explained i do yeah. like the idea of the watcher i think it's a quite good idea it's a weird one i don't think it's ever used again but yeah. it's a very good idea it's different you know uh and we will talk about the regeneration now while, yeah, while but the thing we're is, on all it the regenerations i've seen before of all, you know, of all the new who, the big light sort of thing. That's a new, yeah, it's a new plot you know, device they use, isn't it? But it's just like, you know, that's kind of all well and good. But then you like have, uh, to be honest, it's just literally gone from my head. I can't really remember the regeneration into Tom Baker. Well, I can can remember Patrick Troughton. Well, now that we're going to talk about the regenerations, I was actually going to recap what we've had because Mm. I think it's nice to know what kind of deaths, I suppose, the Doctor's had. So, obviously, William Hartnell was just basically old age. He just His body just sort of gave up and then he regenerated into Peter Troughton. Peter Troughton... I'm sorry, it's because we're talking about Peter Davison. Patrick Troughton. So, Patrick Troughton actually didn't get a choice. I think you should know that by now. So, Patrick Troughton's Doctor, the second Doctor, didn't get a choice, did he? Because of the war games and he basically defying the Time Lords, they changed his appearance as a punishment. Like, tough shit. 
End yeah. Of. So they changed his appearance as a punishment and then to John Pertwee. Uh, and then John Pertwee into Tom Baker was because he went to the planet of the spiders and they poisoned him because of, I think, the atmosphere or something. Yeah. yeah basically, he got it poisoned and then he obviously died through that and regenerated into Tom Baker. And now Tom Baker's uh, doctor regenerated into Peter Davison because of a, a massive fall at the hands of the master, which we'll, we'll massive get to. fall. Well, it did. Which he is fell. probably about you know at least ninety feet. Well, yeah. So obviously, could kill anyone. Could say it's blunt force trauma, blunt basically. Blunt force trauma. That fucking hurt. So, anyway, so like I say, uh, the doctor then lands the TARDIS. It's a little bit away from that I blue fall box. Off a chair, you know, well, I have, I'm that scared of heights. I won't even, don't even like to stand on well, chairs. I see it, yeah. Cause come on, look what happened the last time I stood in a chair. When the universe nearly... is at stake, Becky, the uh, yeah, fear of heights doesn't was. really matter. We were trying to sort out a blooming thing on the, um, the garlands for Christmas. Mm. And I tried to basically sort it out and yeah. I turned around and nearly fell on you. Yeah, so... Uh, Your idea was you were supposed to be holding me and I nearly fell on you. Yeah, so the Doctor lands a TARDIS a little bit away from the, the actual blue box. He then materialises it around the box. So they take the measurements. They end up going inside the blue box, which they then find is a TARDIS inside a TARDIS inside a TARDIS. And then they do get out. But they've done this before, I think, with the Doctor and mm. the Master. This has kind of been used before, a TARDIS inside a TARDIS. Anyway, so... Uh, Teague, well, that's another way they could get two TARDISes to one place. I found this bit was a little bit confusing with the TARDIS inside the TARDIS because the, uh, the Master ends up sort of dematerialising his TARDIS from inside the Doctor's TARDIS then, and, and outside. That's another way you'd be able to get two TARDISes somewhere. Yeah, so it's a bit. this bit I thought was a bit complex. Obviously, Tegan, she's got a flat tyre. They can't get the flat tyre up, so she ends up going to the TARDIS to make a call to a garage. She ends up going inside the TARDIS, which is, at that point, I think, a doctor's TARDIS. And then the master dematerializes the TARDIS yeah. outside, and it becomes the blue box. It's really com complex. I thought it went inside the actual TARDIS. Yeah, because they have the blue box at the beginning, which the master then materialises around, pulling that blue box inside his TARDIS. Mm. Then the TARDIS, the actual Doctor's TARDIS, materialises around the master's TARDIS, bringing that inside. Mm. So there's three boxes. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. But there's there's three console rooms, so main and three TARDISes. That bit I didn't really get. You would think that if the TARDIS inside the main TARDIS was the Masters, you'd go in there and the blue box would be there and then you could go outside. That's the way I thought about it. Yeah. Anyway, in the end, uh, Auntie Vanessa ends up becoming a doll with the policeman. The, the the Doctor ends up escaping out of the TARDIS, leaving Adric behind and sees the Watcher. So now he knows that there's something up there. He ends up getting sort of questioned by these police officers that have just turned up. For some reason, I don't really know, understand why, because if you've got a car on the side of the road, would they just stop? I don't really know. Anyway, for the plot. Anyway, so Adric has to end up using a sort of distraction to get the doctor out of the police car. He ends up getting inside the TARDIS and they end up dematerializing. This is where they have to jettison Romana's room and then they end up um, on... Uh, they end up on Legopolis where the Doctor then gives the me measurements to what they're calling the monitor. So there's... Look like a lizard to me. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, yeah. So while they're on Legopolis... Or a computer. While they're on Legopolis, the Master's TARDIS... Maybe it's like because, you know, they're like, do all these computations and stuff. 
that maybe it's like a computer monitor. Maybe ah, that's what it means, okay. yeah. Or maybe he's just the monitor of everyone. So I don't I'll know. I'll come off it. I think I did a little bit better than Hall Monitor. Yeah, okay. So anyway, the Master's TARDIS appears and he ends up making loads of people dolls. So when they're doing this um, calculation for the Doctor, they end up, obviously, the Master sabotages it. Nissa ends up on Legopolis, like I've said, because the Watchers brought her there. Uh, because there's like this uh, message uh, while they're in the TARDIS, which the Doctor gets from Nissa to say about Tree Must has gone missing. Um, we do actually get a bit backstory. Uh, the Doctor does it and explain what the Master's actually done. He's sort of imprinted himself on Tree Must to, because he was at the end of his 12th regeneration, which signals yeah. the end of the Time Lord. So he's kind of refreshed himself and renewed. It's kind of like a little bit of a throwaway section of the serial, but you know it does kind of explain why he done it and how he done it. He also says because he was the keeper, Melka, that's how he was able to do it. So it would be interesting to know when we get to Matt Smith, when he's at the end of the regeneration cycle. I, I forget how they explain it, but we'll we'll get he's to that in due fact. So. Yeah, but they, there's a bit about running out of running regenerations. Out of time. Yeah, I know. You know. But the thing is, he goes really old, mm. but then he ends up um, basically making a deal. Yeah. So start his regenerations from the beginning again, and he ends up as Peter Capaldi. Yeah. But the problem is, is Peter Capaldi is the 12th regeneration. Yeah, I know. It's a little bit complicated. It's really freaking annoying. And we will get to that and try and wade through it and try to explain, see what how I sort of feel about it. It's Jodie Whittaker. So, so. I was like, well, that doesn't make no blooming sense. Yeah. So anyway, because uh, the, the, the Master has sabotaged these calculations... Uh, the Doctor goes inside his TARDIS, puts him into the computer, and it ends up shrinking his TARDIS, so it becomes like a sort of mini TARDIS. Because you have all the issues with Matt Smith with a bloody um, with a bell. Yeah, I know with a cloister bell. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they they kind of make that more of a sort of a plot point. Doomsday clock. So anyway, we've got this little mini TARDIS, and the uh, the monitor and Adric have to sort of walk around to try and figure out where the calculations went wrong. They go through this sort of back room of this. Um, it's it's very eighties now, but they call it like the Faraday project. They've done like a copy of the Faraday project, like uh, sort yeah. of satellite dish and control room. And at the back, there's like uh, two rows of these Legoblians or whatever you want to call them. They're kind of like doing calculations, and they do it by they is it like monkeys that have been typewriters? Well, they're kind of like that, and they're kind of like monks that type of thing as well. But is it like they do it through? Uh, is it telepathic? I'm thinking. I think so yeah. That's kind of the way they kind of uh, it's like a telepathic of, link. It's kind of like going from one to another, trying to figure out. They go through these double doors, and then they obviously cut the scene to where they're walking through the double doors to another section of the room. But you can clearly see behind them; it's a painting because there's no movement they just kind of walked through the room you know they've obviously gone to the room turned the camera around or whatever you know and flipped the camera to make it you know um you know look like it's a continuation of the room the doctor um the doctor is obviously inside that tardis and in the end they do find where the anomaly happened uh, and they find these little dolls which the master has done he's obviously created dolls out of the Legoblins 
uh, Nissa ends up strung. Uh, sort really of. I wonder why I don't like really like dolls. I know, I know. Well, it's, it goes back to the Autons, doesn't it? Yeah, but that's not like that. That's not just Because he that. does that. He did that in the Autons, didn't My he? He made people dolls. a creepy looking doll from a car boot for 50p. And mm. I'm like, has Annabelle not taught you anything? You don't buy random boxes in case it's a Dybbuk box. You do not buy random dolls in case they're possessed. And you definitely do not buy random paintings. Mm. So Nissa ends up obviously coming across the master who, for some... You the only way... brand new or you paint it yourself. The only way I can describe this master is the laughing master. All he ever does is laugh. So do you have seen Dorian Gray, Christ? Yes, I have seen Dorian Gray. Um... So, yeah, the the laughing master, all he ever does is laugh. He sort of beckons Nissa over and laughs. And then she, she thinks that basically he's her father. Uh, and he plays along with it a little bit and he gives her this bracelet, which is like a controlling right, bracelet. Up and then ends up being a complete dick. Oh, yeah. that sounds like my dad. Yeah. yeah. So he gives her this bracelet, which basically is a controlling bracelet. And in the end, the, do- uh, the master ends up sort of messing the planet up because he has this device which silences the planet so they That's can't the really I don't do understand the way the master works it's like he just wants to have almighty power and sort of like well he thought know. he was gonna get legopolis under his control by yeah. silencing it but he actually it, he messes it up really and um, it backfires on him big time this time. Yeah, but it's like none of it it's like yeah so smart yet none of this is actually thoroughly thought through at all as to what the complications and the consequences could be. It's like, oh, I want power. I'm going to get power. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's like mm. a petulant child. Yeah, it is a and bit. It's just like, oh, my God. It's just like, you and know, it... the kids, I want screens. I want screens. But do your chores and your homework. But I want screens. It's just the same thing, well, you know. It, well, it does backfire on him big time because he ends up nearly destroying I the know, universe. I just go nick money out of your purse. They're... And then they don't like the consequences. Nissa... It's the same principle. They're like, oh, I want the power. I want this. I want that. But then no, no one thinks about the consequences. He doesn't think about actually how this is going to affect people because he's so narcissistic mm. and he's so sociopathic. He just doesn't care about other people. He's like, well, I want, I want, I want, and screw everyone else. Yeah, and he also and tries God, to. That is one of our children. He um, tries to um, make the ending of the universe as well work for him as well by holding it hostage at the end. So maybe we should call you know who the master. But anyway, so. <laughs> Nissa finds out that obviously the master's not her father, and also Tegan. Well, he, Tegan yeah, finds out. Only. Yeah, and uh, Tegan finds out that Auntie Vanessa was killed by the master. There's a little bit well, of like. Surely, you know, he shrunk him. Surely he can just like. Well, no, he's just completely killed him. Basically, oh. apparently, I read in the show notes this this the serial has the biggest uh, or the highest body count of any serial. Rate, the doctor, yeah, yeah the kill rate. Uh, so Auntie Vanessa's, she finds out Auntie Vanessa's dead. Um, it's not. Well, there's a little bit of a kill rate in a blooming horror film. There's a little bit of grieving here, but not really that's, too that's, much by Tegan because I don't think they really centre on it. it. You know, it's like she, they didn't sell that at all. Well, she, because you know, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like where she's dead and they move on. We've you got know? we've got the universe to save. And then it was like, 
But, well, she didn't really do much to save the universe. She spent most of her whining. Mm. And one, I hope she gets out of that quickly because it's really irritating. I do and feel that two, there's going to be a progression with Tegan. I think they've they've done it. So she's whiny because the they want count, to evolve her. I think her. there's more of a body count in this than there is a horror film. Mm. I think they want to evolve Tegan's character from the whiny... All right, maybe not first. as much as Lord of the Rings. That is a hefty body yeah. count, but, you know. I think they want to evolve Tegan's character from being whiny to eventually where she is going i think that's why she's kind of whiny i think that's done on purpose uh from what i can see um even janet fielden who is obviously plays tegan she's actually said it in like behind the sofas about tegan's very whiny so she even she can recognize that that character is very kind of whiny anyway in the end because of uh the master's plan end up nearly you know destroying the universe because legopolis is kind of the center of the universe is what i can sort of figure out they're kind of their numbers are what make the universe go round. so because the uh, because the master silenced them and he can't sort of kickstart them the goblet starts wasting away and sort of destroying itself. Even the monitor wastes away and disappears. So in the end, the Doctor and the Master have to work together to kind of stop the uh, the universe from basically destroying itself. And they end up having to take these like sort of computer chips that they've got like the sort I think it's sort of like source code on it. But because the the Faraday project copy on the Goblin is kind of wasting away, they have to go somewhere else, which is obviously the real Faraday project, which is on Earth. So they have to then obviously transport or sort of go to Earth. So this is kind of the sort of the beginning of the end. Also, we get mentioned that Traken has disappeared in all this as well. So yeah. Tegan is kind of um, sorry, Nissa is kind of stuck now with the Doctor. And there's also a little bit where the they're saying you know when the doctor joins in with the master and shakes hands and he joins forces you know they're kind of like saying at him no you can't he's a murderer and also and the other and the doctor actually has a bit of a vent here and the doctor actually yeah and the doctor actually has a bit of a vent here because he says i never ever choose my companions look at the companions he's got so basically nissa contacted him that's a bit of a fib because if you go back to the beginning he had Susan with him already. Well, that's different because she was right? his granddaughter. Ian and Barbara just kind of just intruded. Mm. All he, right. Yeah. You know, and then basically other people he's just kind of brought along with him. So he does actually, then, he gives so, a sort of rundown of how so they actually yes, joined so him as yes well. And in his no, event. because there are some people who have just kind of turned up and ended up with him. But there are other people who ha he has basically asked them to join him. Yeah, so... And Romana, even her, you know, he was kind of thrust with her mm. um, because of the Guardian thing. But then there's also, you know, I get I get it with, obviously, with that and everything, you know, T Tegan just turned up. Yeah, she just sort of stowed away. She sort of just... Well, no, she just walked in walked there looking in. for someone yeah. and then basically... Adric stowed away and Nissa asked to meet him basically or messaged yeah. him so he didn't he didn't ask them to join him so he has a little bit of a vent here which is quite an interesting little thing yeah but if she wouldn't have asked him to join she'd have been dead and all yeah so anyway he joins forces with the master they end up on earth they find the faraday project a big massive satellite dish they basically sort of 
feed all the the numbers in i'm guessing and they point the dish upwards and then the master does a little like message which he sends out no he sends out a little message into the universe to hold them hostage and then the doctor obviously bright idea he has to then climb onto the gantry to stop this signals i think it's stop that message going out that's what i think it is and he's sort of on the gantry the master's inside the control room He basically throws a switch and the gantry starts turning. So effectively, he wants to just basically tip him off, tip him off to stop him from sort of cancelling the message. Anyway, he pulled the thing out. Yeah, he basically goes, to the, he gets to the end, pulls it out, and then he ends up sort of dangling from a cable while Tegan, Nissa, and uh, Adric are watching on. And obviously, Hopefully. yeah, obviously the doctor can't hold on. He ends up falling to the floor and then I don't know the way us kind of looked is like he lets go well yeah maybe he he, like, he has been me, saying that the end has been he, I think he says me, when he's part of me was thinking well you know if he was tr- struggling to hold on he'd struggle a little bit more and try and at least you know make an attempt to grasp at things yeah but when the doctor when then, the time's up the doctor knows and then he, he just didn't he was like it was like he just let go and it was just like, right, okay. Well, there's been a couple of teasers with the Doctor where he could have regenerated in the past, uh, Tom Baker's Doctor, and they finally do it. So he falls. Tegan, Nyssa, and Adric sort of go round him as he's laying on the floor, mm-hmm. and he basically says that, you know, the time has been prepared, and then the Watcher appears. But there's a nice little bit here yeah. where he goes through, he sort of sees his life flash before his eyes as well, before he falls, with all the enemies as well. They've got, like, Davros, the Daleks, you know, there's uh, the Cybermen, there's so many, you know, the yeah. Sultarans, you know, all of these, uh, yeah, the Master, all of these uh, villains and monsters that he's faced throughout his tenure as a Doctor, they sort of all repeatedly mm. say Doctor, and then he falls, and then there's a bit at the end where he, we go through his companions as well, so obviously there's Sarah Jane, there's uh, Leela, Romana 1 and Romana 2, uh, and then I don't know. Did they have canine? I think they did have yeah. canine as one of them. Yeah. yeah. And he says, obviously, that the time has been prepared for. The Watcher then appears. He sort of puts his arm up to sort of beckon the Watcher in. And then the the Watcher sort of floats into him. And then he regenerates into Peter Davison, who After then sits like up. looking like a bit of a mummy. Yeah, basically. It's like mummified him, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah and then he sort of... Creepy. Then Peter Davison sort of, like, kind of creeps sits up a little when bit. The, when you see the like, Watcher basically do stuff in the TARDIS, it's like he's got, like... um. A very much claw fingernails. Yeah. And it looks really weird. So they do as to say, you know, at this point as well, that the, the Watcher was the Doctor all along. Yeah. Which is a bit obvious, really, because um, when he's in the TARDIS, he can control the TARDIS, you know, then that's, you know, he, he's got to be the Doctor. So, yeah. So, well, not really. Adric could control the, um, controlled the TARDIS at one point. Yeah. So, obviously, I don't want, I don't want to go into too much about, you know, Tom Baker's Doctor. We will do that next time. But, yeah, I th- it's it's a fitting end, I think, to do- you know to Tom Baker, and I like this regeneration. I think it's a nice one. They're now finally sort of um, they're finally sort of embracing the regeneration a bit more, I think, and we will see that again yeah. when Peter Davison regenerates, uh, which. It's not going to be as long, you know, as Tom Baker obviously did, what, seven, eight years as a doctor. And I've got the statistics. I will get the statistics for next week's uh, episode with how many serials he did and how many episodes he did and all that sort of thing. But, you know, he did all them seasons and we're going to go through like three years, I think it is, worth. So not as long as a year. But, you know, it is what it is, you know, and he finally sort of 
decided that he wanted to sort of leave it. It says in the show notes that actually they wanted to have Leela and uh, Sarah Jane come back yeah. to reprise their roles for Logopolis, but they didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I actually quite like this one. You say it's a bit a bit boring. I don't actually. I don't think it is. I think I think this episode gives a lot. Um, I think you get, it gives a lot to the sort of like the history of Doctor Who and where they're going with some of the stuff, like the Cloister Bell, the Comedian Circuit, the Regenerations. You know, uh, also mentioned that this is the first time they had a three-person companion set now since the beginning. I think it is, yeah, because they went to twos. You know, I think yeah, this is the first then... time since Barbara. Ian yeah, but you get and that Susan. at some point because obviously you get multiples in New Who where you get like you end up with Rose, Tyler, Mickey, her mum as well, mm. and you end up with um at several points you end up with Sarah Jane as well and um Captain Jack. Yeah, there's always like multiples. So yeah, and also we will mention this, but this is the last time Tom Baker's in Doctor Who, no. except for when he is the curator, but he's not really the Doctor. And he's the older version of Tom Baker, basically. So, um, anyway, verdict, Mark Campbell's virtually pointless Legopolis impresses because of its weighty subject matter and the enormous scale of its threat. The regeneration is particularly well handled. A 10 out of 10. I think it's fitting. I think it's a fitting 10 out of 10. I, I actually think it is. Oh, I, I think it's a really, really good one. Obviously, you're going to disagree, Becky. but I'd give it a 7 at best. Wow. Let's say... At worst. Opinions are like... Assholes. Everyone <laughs> well, has one, and and how many times have I told you that? I know, and we're it's becoming our motto. Yep, opinions <laughs> are like bottles. Everyone's bottles. so. Uh, like I say, next week uh, we will do the Tom Baker wrap up, which I'm actually looking forward to. That I think it's going to be a really cool episode. So uh, hopefully you'll join us for that. So I will go into season. Uh, funny enough, Becky, season nineteen. Can oh, you Christ. can you believe it's season nineteen? Um, well, after. Th- Nearly three years, yeah. Right, so we'll, I will quickly go through the episodes. I will so we've been reiterate doing this next week as well. Possibly, on average, about six seasons a year. Yeah. So it's gone really quickly, but this, obviously, Tom Baker's a big yeah. chunk of it. But well, we've anyway. been averaging at six seasons a year, so by the time us next year, we could end up... We'll be on New Who, nearly. No, really? Yeah, I did the what, calculations. P- kind of tail end, maybe the beginning this time next thing. year, I maybe. I used to watch quite a lot of David Tennant, who, but I've. This I time next year. I watched a lot of Christopher Eccleston, who. This I did, time. I did, obviously, when it was on telly, but I didn't, like, massively repeat it. Like, I did with um, David Tennant, but that's because mainly I was with a guy who actually worked for the BBC mm. and. <laughs> so this time, I got to watch episodes early. This time next year, we could potentially be on um, Christopher Exton's Doctor. So, anyway, season nineteen, Castrovalva is the next one. Then there's Fall to Doomsday, Kinder, The Visitation, Black Orchid, Earthshock, and then Time Flight. So there's quite a few good ones in there that I can fondly remember. A really good one, and also the very first Doctor Who serial I ever watched. Of the classic Who's, which is Earthshock, which is a really good one to start on, isn't it? Um, So, yeah. Like I say, I actually quite like it. It's bittersweet. Mm. 
I always stay, I said this last time with John Pertwee and I think Patrick Trout and I think William Hart as well. Bittersweet. It's kind of the beginning. It's the end, but it's the beginning of something new, which is always nice and refreshing for a sort of a podcast watch through because I do think that things can get a bit stale. Like I say, we will, I will reiterate and elaborate more, but I do think that Tom Baker was getting slightly stale. Um, unfortunately, I think some of the stories were starting to not hit the mark. Yeah. Although I do think this one did. Uh, obviously, you disagree, Becky, but I do think this one hit the mark. Anyway, let us know what you thought of Legopolis and um, Tom Baker's run, I suppose. Mm. And we'll you know, get some comments uh, in the social medias and I think we'll wrap it up there. So next week's will be no episodes. It'll just be basically be Tom Baker. So it's going to be a nice relaxed podcast. Well, there'll be a bit of notation because of the statistics. But... And the fact you have issues. Yeah, and I need to have something to read off, Becky, because I forget everything. I can't I can't remember how many serials Tom Baker did. Well, yeah, all right, granted, I will give you that one. But I never have any notes, and I seem to remember everything just fine. Yeah, but that's because maybe my notes are reminding you of these little features and no, little no, no, bits of the serials. Me of that. But... At the end of the day, I'm just basically my brain's just awesome. So. Yeah, and then obviously after that, then I'll be a little bit of a really. Then so my brain is awesome. You just agreed. You said yeah. I was going to say, and yeah, we're going to have a little little mini break as well between the seasons before we start into Peter Davison. Yeah. Maybe a week or two break because we've been doing this since Christmas, I think, just before the New Year. So we've been doing it for like quite a f- two months without really that much of a break. I think we had one break. Or did we? I don't know. I can't I remember. Know. I think we have I gone straight through. I really remember. Because I know we had a month off. Yeah, for Christmas. Um, and then we'll come back. And I think we've been doing it every week near enough. I think. You know. Oh, except for a besides one week or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, we're here. We're at the end. And let's say, let us know in social media. So we'll wrap it up now. So I'll say goodbye. Say goodbye, Becky. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>